Hey, what's up? I've got a free view of the Lost Zane recordings going on right now. For my time at 107.3 WBBL, the crown jewel of cumulus broadcasting during its heyday. My gosh, we got to get the band back together. Probably not going to happen. But anyway, uh, in this particular edition of the Lost Zane recordings, Julius, the wayward son of the radio, is frustrated with your old pal Eric Zane because I believe that uh, the roadway that travels north and south, major uh, roadway, was a snow wall. It's called 131. That and a few other things too in my little free view here of the Lost Zane recordings, which basically is me releasing full shows from WBBL twice a week on my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane for five or ten bucks a month. You get a ton of content. All right, enjoy this free view. Hey, good morning. Let's do it. The Eric Zane Show. Beautiful downtown Grand Rapids. Monday. Here we go. God. As winter flies in with a punch from the back of the room, depending on where you are. Monday, December 5th, show number... Kyle, Kyle, what show is this? Uh, 163, Thank I you, buddy. I didn't want to ask Julius, because he... he, he does, the one doesn't care. He doesn't... Uh, he doesn't buy into my silly habit. Um, as the week progresses, it's looking like there's a pretty decent chance we'll see some snow again Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> Over uh, where I live, closer to the lake, we got a lot more snow than what we have, have even down here, which I've always, it seems like that phenomenon of, as, I mean, you can have like a foot of snow where I live and then nothing where you live, Julius. We had a pretty decent snowfall. Yeah, I know it, but... You ever notice, like, when they talk on the weather, they'll say, like, okay, for everybody west of 131, you'll get half an inch. And uh, east of 131, you're looking at snow totals uh, three and four feet. And that, and I, I, I think was you like, got it mixed up, but it's west of 131. Yes, get... that's what I meant. Sorry. Um, what? What? Is it, does it, does it, uh, does it go where, I mean, how is that the 131 always the dividing line? What's taking place there? I think that's just like a, a thing. I don't think it actually is like the cutoff. It's just a point of reference. Yeah, but more often than not, it will have there will be more snow to the west of 131 than there is east of 131. Lake effect. It still seems weird to me that the way they say it, it makes it seem like there's like a wall. Like Donald Trump built a snow wall, and it's not. You guys think I'm crazy, don't you? Yeah, because it's not. They just say that as a point of reference. If they said. uh, West of Wilson Avenue in Standale. You'd be like, that's kind of meh. Yeah, but typically, it works out that way. Oh, my God. It, it, I mean, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It's just the biggest point of reference that people know about. Well, I'm going to need confirmation from a person who is a weather authority. I can't. I want to I wanna believe you, but you know me. I need somebody who actually has education in that. Right. Is that too much to ask? Maybe Rick Mecklenburg will... Uh... If anybody can shed any light on this, 800-785-1073, and that's for anything at all that we're talking about, uh, you can call the show. Uh, email eric at ericsaneshow.com. 
So I was at the drive basketball, walked into the, uh, Kyle, what, what, what the hell? Now I was, I was told to ask you, uh, was it Trump who built the wall or was it president elect Donald Trump? Did yeah. I say Trump? Told you. I didn't say president elect. My bad. I've, I've told you guys that I will oftentimes, if I don't say it right, I will kick myself. So whoever's called and filled me in on that, yes, you're right. It is President-elect Trump. More on him later on, by the way. He he doesn't know what he does sometimes. Talking about Twitter? Yes. I think it's interesting to point out that we all as citizens of the United States can get in touch with him in one second. Correct. That's unbelievable. Because, you know, if you were to any other previous president, well, I, I think... Um, with the last eight years being President Obama, you know, if you were to tweet at him, there's some specter of, you know, uh, I'm actually even going to see this. Huh? You, might, you might wonder because you don't, you don't, I mean, it's not I think like he AIDS, responds right away. I think AIDS sometime handed off to him. And, and that is true with Trump, too. He has, a, at least during the campaign, there was a lot with President elect Trump. <laughs> when they there, took it away from him? There was a lot of people who were tweeting on his behalf who had the authority to do to actually do that, and then he can actually, of course, do it because it's his. But I think it's interesting to think that... I think that'll change once he actually becomes president, though. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Well, they because uh, Obama had his own Twitter, and they said that because of security reasons, he can't fully access it anymore. They took away, like, certain computers. They had to give him, like, a sanctioned computer. No. So eventually, I think that eventually they're, unless they change the rules, which I don't think, well, well, I don't see why they wouldn't change the rules. Well, I have reason to think that it will change because he's the president. And, you know, I can envision President Obama saying, when they say, yeah, you know, we're going to want to take that away for security reasons, he'd probably be like, ah, you know, just not make life miserable on people say, okay, yeah, I get it. But I, for some reason, I get the impression that with President elect Trump, if you. Are you saying he might not be as receptive to some of the rules? Correct. Oh. Um, there was a story over the weekend about there was a conversation that took place between President-elect Trump and Taiwan. And that's, that would be the first time since 1979 that a sitting president had spoken with anyone from Taiwan. Because Taiwan has wanted to be out from under China right. forever. And so, and the Chinese don't like that at all. They want, they want Taiwan. And for whatever reason, what the hell's in Taiwan? Yeah, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I do know that um, this conversation that took place threatens, it, it, it pisses the Chinese off. But I don't think he cares. He does he whatever does. the hell he wants. And he was, now that's the thing about this story. They have said in the press that Trump called Taiwan. Trump says, President-elect Trump does not say, does not agree with that at all. And he says, no, they called me. They called me to wish me. And he was like, hey, yeah, how are you doing? Well, thanks. Thanks a lot. For he, maybe, I don't know, maybe he doesn't know. Did he that. try to imitate the Taiwanese president? I hope not. <laughs> I hope he didn't. <laughs> but he's been, they've been lighting him up about that. But I don't think he cares. He's like, ah, I'll call whoever I want. And I'll, and I'll, I'll, meet, with the, I'll meet with the Chinese next. So, I don't know. My point is, I don't think he gives a rat's ass, and he does whatever the hell he wants. So this snow, I, I walk into the drive game, and it's cloudy, but I didn't, I hadn't been following anything about potential for snowfall. The only thing I when was the drive game? Yes, oh, okay. yesterday at one o'clock, and the 
The only hint I had was my neighbor was like getting his snowblower ready. And I was like, oh, God, I got to do that. Mine, the oil's been in it for the past five years. I, I so don't take care of my stuff. That's a pretty big sign that there might be snow coming. I was like, oh, boy, Chris is getting his snowblower ready. Ah, oh, man. Mine, the tires are all deflated on it. It's completely rusted out. Why don't you use a shovel? I do, but when on the big days, because you know uh, west of 131, Julius. Yes, that's right. Uh, uh, east of 131 is the no snow zone. <laughs> and if you if the snow approaches 131, there's a snow wall there, and it keeps it from going over to the east side. It starts taking its belt off. Yeah, and it's like, I'm oh, really going to yeah, give it to these guys. It. Yep. And then we do the basketball game and uh, drive lose badly. I walk outside and it's just hitting the fan. I'm like, oh, here it is. This looks like it's going to be here a little while. And it was. Um, Plenty of snow fell. It kind of uh, was that gross, wet, slurpy ass snow that everybody hates. That, that, That one half inch of snow. A shovelful weighs 8,000 pounds. It's like you're going to have a heart attack from trying to move that around. It's like, ah, forget it. But here we go. It is here, and it's not going to leave anytime soon. That's a terrible feeling. All right. Lions get the win on the road in New Orleans. Could not believe it. First game of the year, they haven't trailed in the fourth quarter. First game, unbelievable. Yeah, and You're 13 weeks in. And they gave it to them. They Could have won by more. They did. Their two MVPs, Stafford and Prater, did what they've been doing. How good did Stafford look? Oh, my God. Probably his best game, right? I'd say so. Most efficient. At one point, he had only missed like two passes, and that was like 30 passes in. It was insane. He doesn't throw many picks. Seems to move around well. And uh, did, did you see the moment when Nick Fairley smashed him in the face when he was down? Uh, there was a moment when uh, fairly there was a. I remember the sack. I don't. I think I might have looked away. I don't remember him smashing his face into the ground though. Fairly gets up and then just sticks his hand inside of <laughs> what a Stafford's douche. face mask. Just bam, and then just keeps walking. And Stafford <laughs> puts his hands up like what? What? Hey Nick, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that Golden guy. Tate. Was amazing too. I would, I, like I said, I I would hate Golden Tate if he did not play for the Lions. He's just so arrogant, but he has the plays to back it up. Like when he got that long long pass I that think he he's like, arrogant on the field, off the field. I think he's off pretty on the smooth. field. Yeah. Like I'm looking at the highlights right now. He uh he got that long pass where he like reached <laughs> reached around the defender. Yep. And, and caught then, it somehow. And then he was standing there like yep like, yeah bleep off. Yeah. It was. I would hate him, but he's a Lion, so I like him. Um. Team's gonna suck me in. Well, I, I would suggest anyone who follows the team and loves the team. I think cautious optimism is the most prudent measure because cautiously uh, bullish. There are four games left, um, and even the Bears game. They already lost to them once. Granted, is, this uh, is at home and they're rolling, but a five-game winning streak. I don't know if I. It's difficult to not look past. I don't know if my pants can take that. Right. It's difficult to look. Past the Bears because then they have two tough road games, the Giants and, and the Cowboys. Yeah, and, and the uh, Cowboys are amazing. Now but watch the Lions; they're the ones that beat them. Well, so the 
Pack still looming because they've now won two straight. They're 6-6 six and six on the year. They're two games back of the Lions. However, if the Lions stumble, that sets the stage for the final game of the year at Ford Field against the Packers. Watch. We all know how this is going to turn out, don't we? We don't want to admit it, but it's difficult to not start to think about that last week of the year and knowing what we know of history with this football team. Oh, man. I hope it's a last-second touchdown again, like a Hail Mary. How fun would that be? Actually, I don't hope that, but how fitting would that be to an end of the year? An Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary like last year to end the season and you're out of the playoffs? (laughs) And this goes back much further than that, too. Uh, Back when I used to drink... In Saginaw. You know it's a good conversation about the Lions. You're like, back when I used to drink. This is how it went. In like, oh boy, I'm probably 92, 93, sometime in there. The Lions had a very similar situation. In the last game of the year, they played the Packers. And um, I forget the exact playoff scenario. Uh, and I don't even remember who actually won the last game between the, of the regular season in this year um, with the Lions and the Packers. But it did set the table for the first round of the playoffs. The Lions and the Packers at the Silverdome. Back, 93. Okay, back then, there, uh, the games were all blacked out in the Silverdome because the seating capacity was 800,000. <laughs> and you you couldn't... They would always have to black out eight games a year. What were they smoking building a stadium that big? And um, as it would, it was always crazy too because we'd always be like, "Oh, we're hoping for hoping for that all that the last four hundred thousand tickets get sold so we can watch the game." And then it was always the best feeling in the world when whatever car dealership would buy all of the tickets, and then we'd oh they'd be the savior, and then we could watch the games. Heck, I remember that. This game comes around, and um, we're watching it on closed-circuit TV at a place called Saginaw Cinema and Suds. They had like three or four movie theaters and bar tables. And it's a bar, but you watch a movie, in this case, The Lions. Sounds classy. So it was good. It was actually a lot of fun. But, man, did we drink. And so this was the game where, after the game, I was so drunk... And I used to have a terrible habit, and uh, it's it's a miracle I didn't kill anyone or get killed. But I would drive while buzzed. Yeah, I, I, I'm admitting that to you now because I don't make those mistakes anymore. However, I did, and I'm driving home back towards. I had to drive all the way from Saginaw to Mount Pleasant, and I'm cruising on M20. This stretch of two, one lane going one way, another lane going the other way. On the way back, and I'm halfway between Midland and Mount Pleasant bombed <laughs> and uh, my wife sitting next to me she was an enabler and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very young I'm like 22 23 years old and this cop drives by me the other direction and he turns around and gets behind me I'm drunk I lie to go to playoff man he pulls me over and I reach, and if you've listened to me for any amount of time, you've heard this story. There's, uh, you know, how, like you keep your pennies and your nickels and your quarters in like a spot. Mm-hmm. I grabbed them all and stuck them in my mouth. Oh. Now, at the time, there was a urban legend that the metallic properties of the coins will defeat any breathalyzer. So, 
I got, I got money. I have money in my mouth. As he's walking up, I spit the wad of Lincolns into my hand and set them back. I go, well, I'm good now. <laughs> good, golden. Um, Michigan State cop. Um, I rolled out my window and I go, okay, this is it. I'm going to jail. And um, this is my first uh, driving while uh-huh. drunk ticket. And life changes now. Don't call him Ossifer. Don't call him Ossifer. And he walks up and he starts, hey, uh, you know why I pulled you over there? And I go, um. I'm drunk. <laughs> I go, I was probably speeding. He goes, uh, yeah, you were going a little fast. And he was cool. And I go, and now I'm speaking somehow as clearly to him as I am to you right now. Probably the cold air hit you and you were like, whoo. <clears throat> he detected nothing, smelled nothing. And he gave me a ticket. For what? Speeding. For speeding? Okay. And that was it. That was a real wake-up call. Now, I didn't stop drinking right then. There was still a couple more dark years before I finally gave it up and uh, said, hey, I'm an alcoholic. But, ooh, boy, scary-ass stuff. But in that game, that was the game when Brett Favre, in overtime, uh, he did the usual, excuse me, (coughs) chucked it 80 yards to Sterling Sharp, caught this crazy pass into the end zone, He's got an ass-eaten grin on his face. I hate Brett Favre. Pack win. And everybody was pissed. (laughs) So bad. So this, you know, who knows? This could replay itself in terms of playing the pack on the last game of the year. And then in the first round of the playoffs, I have no idea. It could. um, Uh, Probably not, though. I know. But uh, it's, I guess, a bigger story, a cautionary uh, tale about following this football team. For right now. I'm impressed as hell, and anybody who spends their money on this team going to the games, I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. They've done very well, and since they were one and three, they're they're seven and one since that time. So that's cool. Yeah. If the Lions win two more games, then the Packers cannot catch them. Okay. In my, I mean, they, they play the Seahawks next, so I don't know. About that. Pack plays Seahawks at, at Seattle. They actually host Seattle. So iffy. But if, uh, if the Lions win two more games, uh, they're probably not going to be caught. Boy, who knew at the start of this year after you lose Calvin Johnson and you have uh, seeing, you know, uh, some questions about depth in certain positions, they seem to have, uh, I mean, uh, Whitehead didn't play, Marvin Jones didn't play yesterday, and they, they, I mean, my gosh, then you go into New Orleans and punch them in the mouth. Your field goal kicker is a threat from 90-plus. I mean, come on. That's great. And Stafford is untouchable. That just goes to show you the guy who touches the ball the most, if he's great at it, you're going to win. And he has been great all season. I'd almost put him up in the MVP discussion at this point. I I think you have to. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Levy is also apparently going to uh, make a statement today. Apparently he's going to talk to the media. He hasn't played since week one. Have we heard anything about what's troubling him? No, they're they're being so quiet about it. Uh, He's been practicing for like three weeks now. But no one's saying what's wrong with him. But uh, I guess he's going to make a statement. Some people are speculating he might retire. Who knows? We'll see. But Monday, today, apparently, he's going to talk. Coming up at 625, I had an awkward interaction because of my big mouth with the referees at the drive game. Oh. Yep. Yep, it happened. It's already begun. It's already begun. And R. Kelly... Did you see the video of this guy at his concert in Detroit? Did you see what he did? No, I didn't see the video. No. I'm sure this is a regular thing. 
But he interacts with the audience in an amazing way. We'll tell you about it next. If anyone asks you who you listen to, please tell them the Eric Zane Show on 107.3 WBBL. That's it. My free view of the Lost Zane recordings from 107.3 WBBL. Check out my Patreon for the full show and all the other things that I offer there. Try it out for just one month. See if you like it. You know, if you uh, if you don't, you're only out five or ten bucks. Five bucks is all the audio. Ten bucks is uh, the audio, the video, and the live streams. Thanks so much for the time, though, folks. Have a good one. Bye-bye.